Great, Stefan. So, so basically, just to kind of uh, recap my message, um, I'm a father to three kids, uh, and I have a, <clears throat> a big issue with um, controlling my anger. Um, I think I've improved over the years. I have went to something like anger management a couple of years. I mean, it was anger management a couple of years ago, but just like a course. Um, so I, I think I'm doing a lot better, but I still uh, I get these times when um, you know the kids aren't listening to me, or they're doing something bad, and uh, it just piles on until you know I um, uh, I guess I can't control myself. Um, I don't I don't hit the kids, um, but I am aggressive. Uh, yell a lot, um, and uh, things of that nature. Basically, just the kind of behavior that I do not want to. I don't want to, you know, do those things, and I don't want to feel that way. Um, but it's, I, I guess, for lack of a better way to put it, I can't control it. I know, I know that I'm responsible for my actions, obviously, and I, I do take responsibility. But it feels like I can't control it. I guess. Right, right, right. No, I've, I've nobly spoken, and and good for you for uh, hanging in there and and sorting this out. That's that's a tough thing. Do you want to tell me a little bit about? I mean, origin story, childhood, and so on. Uh, sure, Stefan. <clears throat> um, well, uh, is this like a one day I was born, and then, or is there a particular spot where you want me to start in um, in childhood? Or uh, I would say. Uh, I mean, I, I, this could remember. I mean, the stuff that's pre-memory, probably we wouldn't be able to do much, much right, with. But right. yeah, so what, what was your childhood like? Your relationship with your parents, school, how you were disciplined, that sort of stuff. Um, okay. Well, I'll, I guess I'll break each of those down. So so relationship with parents. Um, at the time, everything seemed good. I think uh, in, in retrospect, um, I, I wasn't as close with my dad as I would have liked to. Certainly now, at this point in my life, I wish I was closer to him. He was um, he was in the military, so um, he, he wasn't always gone away. But sometimes he was, of course, you know, for however long. <clears throat> but uh, even when he was around, you know, say when I was when I was done school and uh, we were both, and he was done work, and it was the evening time, um, he would kind of just watch TV, and we wouldn't really we didn't frequently do a lot of things together or talk a lot. <clears throat> and as per my mother, I think I was probably closer to her. Um, but, um, it, you know, I can't recall like, uh, super happy memories of, of, uh, you know, things that we would do every week, for example, like things like that. Some people might have, you know, routines that they had or, or special days of the week with their parents doing certain things or, I, I never did anything like organized sports or anything or clubs. So, um, it was kind of just, you know, I've always just kind of said it was like average, I mean, nothing really remarkable, uh, either the way I grew up or or my relationship with my parents. Really, it wasn't uh, it wasn't uh, strenuous, and it also wasn't I don't think like super close or anything. Um, yeah, I, I I don't think about it. I mean, often. I mean, I think about my relationship with my dad, but uh, in terms of my childhood, I just it's, it feels so painfully average that um, uh, I, I can't even really. I can't pinpoint anything in particular. I mean, my dad had a had a temper problem as well, and I think to an extent still does. Um, but um, I guess I'll leave it at that for now. If that's maybe enough for you to kind of to pick at, unless you think I should uh, give you some more material. Um, no, no, that's fine. Um, 
So when you would have disagreements, of course, which is inevitable with parents, what would you, um, uh, how would that be resolved? Uh, okay, so with my mom, more often than not, it would, you know, once I got to a certain age where I was actually, you know, confident enough to, to, to uh, uh, try to fight them on things, um, with my mom, I guess it would probably just uh, perhaps escalate into her raising her voice, but not screaming, shouting. Um, I, I do recall sometimes uh, a couple incidents when I was younger that, that she would use a, a wooden spoon. Um, we're not talking, uh, you know, like a full-on beatdown, but, um, you know, I, I think she probably hit my behind a couple times. But, but a few incidents, I'm not, I'm not excusing any, I'm not, I'm not excusing even a single incident. I'm just saying it wasn't particularly prevalent. Um, it happened a few times, let's say. But normally it would just be her raising her voice. And at a certain point she would say, you know, I'll tell your dad or something. And that's what really would scare me because, you know, my dad would shout and, uh, there was a certain level of fear that I had towards my father. Um, I don't know if it was fear or respect or some combination of both. Um, but in retrospect, when I think about it, it, it kind of seems like a combination of the two. Because a lot of the time I would remember seeing my dad when he gets when he when he got home from work. Right. He would be in his, his military outfit. So. So, you know, I thought of him as a, like a soldier. Right. That's what he was. Yeah, more, um, more than thought of him, right? He was, right? Well, he, he was, and uh, I think a lot of he, even today, because he's been retired a few years, but I think especially back then when he was in the thick of it. I'm sorry, did you say uh, he's been dead a few years? No, 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 he retired. Retired, okay, got it, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so it seemed, he, it seemed he, a bit casually spoken, so I'm glad I clarified that. No, 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 no. Oh, no, yeah, and no. died. Uh, okay, good. Right, Um yeah, so, you know, he, he was very much a regimented person, I guess, uh, both at work and at home, right? So so I guess that, that sort of says it all, but um, luckily not to a physical degree. I mean, there is probably one or two times uh, that it became physical. Uh, again, I don't want to excuse it. I know it's never okay, but um, it was not, it certainly wasn't a uh, an everyday, here comes the beating sun kind of thing. Um but uh, it wasn't that to me. It was just him, him being loud, I guess. And um, I, I, don't, I don't know. I guess even though it was never really physical, I was just – I would be afraid of him. Like that would be – if my mom uh, threatened with that, I mean that would usually be enough to, for me to say, you know, please don't tell dad. You know, uh, I'll stop doing whatever I'm doing. Um, but that would normally – if I was – if he would find out about me being bad later on in the, the day, it would usually just be him, you know, kind of – being mad at me and giving me the business, you know, like verbally. Um, and that would normally be enough, I guess. I guess maybe part of that was the shame. Like, I would be ashamed that my dad, that I was in trouble with my dad. Um, yeah. Right. Now, what would the business be? Uh, give me a kind of uh, a sense of what kind of speech you would listen to your mother or I can't, like, how would you? Yeah. Um, how, what sort of speech would he give? When, when you well, probably okay. something like, you know, let's say if I were to, I mean, I, I can't remember a specific example at this point, but let's just say I was, uh, what do kids get in trouble for? <laughs> I don't even remember now. Uh, like, I guess maybe if I'm supposed to clean my room, let's say. And um, well, Hang on, are you making something up or are you remembering something? Because this too is kind of important. 
No, I know. No, no, no. Do you want? I can't. I, I, I certainly can't remember an instance anymore at this point. Um, like there was no like defining point in my life where like this one day I didn't do this thing and then like my dad shit on me. Like no, I, I can't think of a specific example. But but let's say I if I was supposed to clean my room, right? Um, he would probably say something like, you know, that's your responsibility. You know, it's not your mother's job to clean your room. Uh, when you have to do something, you better do it. Uh, basically, I guess. Yeah, I guess you're expected to, be, to contribute to the household, to help around the house. You're not a kid anymore, or like that sure. kind of stuff. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. And yeah, it's funny. Uh, lectures can be can be pretty terrifying, and right. uh, and and when there's sort of this heavy sense of obligation and so on, right? So when your father would communicate to you in this way, you said you felt shame and so on. Did you? Was it your father's disapproval that you found most difficult? Or was it like, yes, I am doing the wrong thing? Or uh, t tell me, I know it's a little hard to remember, but I'm sure it's right. kicking in now with your own kids. Right. What was going on for you emotionally when your father would disapprove of you to this degree? Well, I guess the best thing I can do is, is think about it in retrospect. And I guess in that, in that sense, I, I, I feel like it must have been more shame than anything because I did look up to my father for what he did. And, uh, you know, having him basically tell me that, you know, I'm not, like, like you said, maybe I'm not con contributing or I'm, I'm just being bad, you know, I'm giving my mom a hard time or um, something like that, you know, the, the, the fact that I was uh, letting him down or he wasn't, just, he wasn't approving of me, right? He wasn't proud of me in that moment uh, would, would make me feel bad, <clears throat> obviously. Um, I think it was more that than just, you know, getting in trouble. Or him being me, or, or or him being you know loud or or, or uh, angry with me. And did you? <laughs> it's an odd thing to ask, I guess. But did you did you agree with him about his assessment of you, or was it just well he disapproves of me, I don't like that, or that feels uncomfortable, so I will conform? Or would you like yes, he's right, I am a this that or the other. Yeah, I don't necessarily. I guess it's kind of interesting, and I'll bring that up after, but uh, in in a bit. But but for for me, I think it was always I would agree with him. Like I, I wouldn't I wouldn't rebel. I guess uh, maybe if that's what you're getting at. Like I never had a rebellious thought in like, oh, you know, Dad, you're you're full of it. Like maybe later on, you know, perhaps when I was like later teens. But even then, I don't I don't ever remember having uh, a very rebellious streak to me. Uh, although. Um, um, this might be digressing, but but since you mentioned that, I, my brother, my brother, my older brother, was was like that. You know, once he hit like the high school age, um, he was very much uh, rebellious against my father. Well, now that's interesting because you can disagree with someone without necessarily rebelling against them. Uh, but it's interesting that in, in your mind, it sounds like disagreement and rebellion are the same things. Well, now that you pointed that out, it is interesting. Um, yeah, um, I, I guess I guess if I'm thinking of myself as a child, and I'm thinking of a child, for a child, they would either either rebel or they would fall in line. I, I guess I don't think of a child having varying levels of uh, opinion on something. Well, so obedience versus rebellion. I mean, this is this real deep down in the guts of human life, right? Because we have right. authority figures, right? And what happens when we disagree with our authority figures? What happens when we disagree with authority figures? Are we rebelling? Could we have something important or useful or helpful to say? 
Are we opposing? Right? I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a really deep question, right? Right. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and obviously it's your life. Correct me, of course, if I go astray. But it would seem to me that your father, being in the military, and not just being in the military, but being the kind of person who could go into the military and stay there, um, disobedience or opposition was rebellion, right? Yeah, that would be um, – so So you didn't ask me this, but I guess that would lead into it um, if, if we were to be uh, – uh, have any opposition to him? Let's say uh, he would he would ramp it up. He'd ramp up the pressure. He would. I can I can definitely tell you. I remember he would get angrier, uh, you know, and that would just mean like uh, his voice would would raise. Perhaps he would swear. Um, he definitely did that more when we were older. I can't recall if he sweared a lot when we were younger, um, and just kind of become more aggressive um, in posture, perhaps. Um, but uh, again, never instance of you know like hitting or punching or anything like that. Right, no, no, I, I'm, I get that. That makes sense to me. So, yeah, that's, that's a very interesting and deep and meaty question, right? So, and, and like, here's, here's an example, right? So, so uh, I, I'm chatting away with my daughter many years ago, and we're supposed to turn left at a fountain, right? And I'm, I'm trying to explain something complicated, and she keeps interrupting me. Which, you know, I mean, you're a dad. I know exactly, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a little, I'm trying to explain this big complicated thing. Why are you interrupting me, <laughs> right? And, right? And so right. You, get, you get a little annoyed, right? Depending on your mood and for me, whether I've had my afternoon coffee or something. But, mm. but what happens is that, at least again for me, what happens is I get mildly annoyed, but, you know, to some and she says, Dad, we passed the fountain. <laughs> Right? So she's disagreeing with me. She's interrupting me. And, you know, again, a lot of times when there are kids, it's, you know, just short attention spans or their minds are wandering or maybe I'm boring. You know, that can always happen. Theoretically. Theoretically, of course. But <laughs> she, was, uh, she was right. And I uh, had to appreciate, I appreciated her uh, bringing that up because right. there was a lot of traffic. And, you know, sometimes you miss <clears> it off and it's like, you know, it's like another two miles before you can do a U-turn or something like that. So... Right. Uh, so she she was disagreeing with me, but she wasn't rebelling. I mean, she was she's trying to help, right? She was she's trying to contribute, she's trying to help. Right. And uh, but at the same time, it feels a little humiliating as a parent, right? So I'm supposed to be noticing the fountain, you know, that kind of stuff, right. right? So can you think of a time with your dad where you you disagreed, and you know maybe it felt like there was some kind of decent reason for doing that for disagreeing, and what happened? Okay. Uh, is it no- is it normal to not like remember these kinds of things as a kid? Because I'm, I'm really I'm, I'm really struggling here to remember a particular instance. Well, any um, instances, <laughs> right? I, mean, I feel like we're we're discussing a character we could, which we could write in a work of fiction or something. Wouldn't it be cool if this happened? It's like no, no, no. We're trying to talk about your life, right? Things so, that happen, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's I guess that's my question is. There must have, look, there, like either you never disagreed with your dad about anything sensible, like that, that wouldn't make any sense, right? Well, I, it could, it could, it could have been that I, I simply just, I, I never, I never disagreed um, uh, openly. 
Right. Um, like, like there might have been a passing, like me, maybe giving him some attitude or, or for something, for example, and then he would get mad. <clears throat> but, but in terms of like something that I, um, something that I was uh, strongly, you know, in support, like against him about, and that I held that conviction over time, I, I don't recall something like that. Um, <clears throat> you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like. Uh, despite my dad's personality it wasn't like we we didn't live like spartans right we didn't have to get up at 6 a.m every morning and, and make our beds and do all these chores and things it was still rather fairly tame um, beyond when we got in trouble i guess um as we got older me and my dad butt heads a lot more but even then you know he was he was often not around as much um you know um like when i was in high school for example uh, like one year he was just halfway across the country um, for that whole year. Um, so, so in my most rebellious years, I guess, let's say he wasn't even around for me to, to be rebellious. Um, but see, we're back to rebellious, right? Well, right. That, that's immediately, I guess that's immediately what I, what I, what I get to, right? Like when it comes to my dad, I, 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 that's, it just comes out. I don't even, uh, it, it doesn't even occur to me that it could just be disagreement. Uh, I immediately well, you, just think of it. You can't have been wrong your whole childhood about everything. I mean, that's 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 not possible. For, I mean, unless your father is literally the second coming of Jesus and is incapable of error, then there's no chance whatsoever that you were wrong about everything your entire childhood. So there must have been situations where you were right and your father was wrong. I mean, particularly as you get older. And, and of course, right. as you get older, I mean, you're in the youth culture, you understand technology better, like you understand memes better, you understand, you know, current sort of thoughts and, and all of that. So you, you had to have been right about something. Right? And that, that's, that's the question. That to me is really the fascinating, it's one of the main fascinating questions about, about childhood and, and parenting is you, you aim for your children to become right. That's the goal, right? Your children right. have to become right. Because mm -hmm. if they're wrong about things, then their lives are going to be pretty bad, right? I mean, hey, I don't have to pay these bills. It's like, no, you, you kind of do, right? And, and so pay, pay your bills, right? Oh, I can, I can walk around the worst section of town flashing money around. It's like, no, you really, you really can't. I can go to biker bars and call people gay. It's like, that may not be the wisest thing if you want to come home with all your teeth, right? So... Or, you know, for, for the daughters, it's like, you know, I, I can, you know, I can, uh, I can show skin when I'm older and get lots of male attention. It's like, well, yeah, but it won't be good attention, right? There won't be the, right. we don't want to go that way. So we want our kids to be right about things in life. And if we simply tell them that every time they disagree with us, they're wrong, they don't get to think for themselves. And how will they know if they're right? Well, because they're used to just conforming, right? So then... When they grow up, they just find someone else who's kind of authoritative and conform to that person or conform to the media or conform to Hollywood or whatever is, is going right. Kardashian, God, God help us, right? right? So I guess that's my question is your father was supposed to, I think ideally, supposed to raise you so that you become more and more right. And not only even at his expense, but especially at his expense. Like, I want my daughter to obviously question authority, right? Well, I'm an authority mm -hmm. in her life. And if I don't allow her to question me, then I'm not going to be able to, she's not going to have a huge amount of luck thinking for herself mm -hmm. when she gets older, right? So the goal is for you to understand 
that you have to think for yourself and that the argument from authority is a fallacy. Like your, your father's not right because he's bigger. Your father's not right because he's taller. Your father's not right because he's stronger or he's in the military or he's got a deeper voice. Or he's not right because he's older. He's not right for any of those things. He's right because he can make a good case that he's right. Right. So that's... And now, if you're listening to this show and, and the way that you were raised... I think there's kind of a bit of friction there, right? Because you're trying to teach your kids to think for themselves and, and not obey authority, or rather obey authority, but the authority of reason and evidence and, and good arguments and so on, right? The, the, right. Uh, the authority of conscience and so on. And so if you're trying to raise your kids that way, but your dad was, I'm right because, or I'm right by intimidation, or right, then you're not going to grow up with a sense that you can be right against authority. You can be right against bigger, stronger, older, whatever, right? Okay. And, I mean, we're sort of hitting the gas a little bit here. It's a little further ahead than I wanted to be in the speech, but I imagine that that conflict is that you want your kids to think for themselves, but when they disagree with you, that's reframed as petty rebellion to be crushed. Yeah, I mean, uh, the way you just described it kind of uh, does sort of reflect on how I feel, I think, in the moment. Um, that, that, that there's a certain way that I want things to happen at, in a particular moment. And uh, if, if the kids are not, you know, doing that, uh, then I have to kind of set them straight. Right. They, they are in error. They're doing things wrong. And they need to be uh, corrected. And things need to be made right. 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 Uh, sorry, Stefan, just to go, to, to, to go back, I, I can think of something when I was older, uh, when I was starting to get into high school. Excellent. Uh, I started to be, well, I was never much of a kid to, that's not true. So before high school, for those those few years, like grade grade five to eight, let's say, <clears throat> I, uh, I, I would be out a lot more with my friends. Like I had friends and stuff, I'd go out and, and whatnot. Um, I, as is, as is common when you have a military father, we had to move at the end of uh, eighth grade, grade eight. Um, so um, I started high school at a, at a, at a new school. Um, so my, my way to, uh, I guess, cope with the fact that I, I was never a very confident uh, person before um, my, my young adult years. So um uh, i didn't i didn't make a lot of friends very quickly i was very reclusive i guess so so my way to cope i guess would be to just i uh, play a lot of video games be inside most of the time uh, even on a nice summer day let's say so i can remember very very distinctly that one of the frictions we would have would be my father you know wanting me to come out of my room and of course um not not sitting down with me and discussing with me why i shouldn't be in my room but rather just being angry with me and telling me to go outside and not be in my, you know, effing room all the time, for example. And of course, to my young mind, and I think to a certain extent, even now, I would disagree and say, you know, this is just what I want to do. Um, and it's not like I'm, you know, whatever I was doing that day, it wasn't always just video games. Maybe I was reading about something on the internet or something. But um, so that would definitely be a, would have been a point uh, in time um, when I would have disagreed with my father and thought that, you know, I was right to just want to do what I want to do. Uh, and that he was wrong in trying to force me to do something else that I didn't want to do. Right. Okay. Now that's that's. I'm glad that you've come up with that. That's really 
a deep and powerful thing that, that you've just talked about here. So I'd like to spend a few minutes breaking that down, if that's all right. So, Of course. So in grade eight, you said you, you moved and you've got to try and find a new friend group, which is tough, right? You get to a new place, new kid. Uh, everybody, uh, particularly if you're going to a place, I don't know if it's a smaller place or whatever, and, you know, the kids have all been friends since they were like knee-high yep. to a grasshopper. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I what, think what the, the hell, what the the hell time, do they yeah. want with the new kid? They already got their yeah. friends, right? Right. Yeah. Now, that's different for your dad, though, because your dad's just moving to a new army base, so he's got all of his, quote, friends or companions or squad mates or... They're all... That's automatic, right? Because he just gets slotted into the existing command structure, and he's got all the companionship, so to speak, that he needs, right? Right. So he, he's not in the free market of friendships. He's in, like, socialized companionship. <laughs> but you're kind of in the free market of friendships. Right. And, and unless you have, I don't know, some really spectacular thing, like unless you're, like, the greatest athlete known to man or the most, I don't know, high-status, wealthy, attractive, like, whatever it's going to be, unless you have some significant marker of high status... It's pretty hard to make friends in new friends in grade. I mean, I say this because you know I went to a whole bunch of different schools, and then I moved. Uh, I moved to uh, moved from Ireland to England, moved from England to Canada, moved around in Canada, and so I'm just constantly in new environments. And so it's it's tough. It it can be tough to plug yourself into uh, new friendships because usually the only people who are desperate for new friends are the lowest status kids and of course because we're tribal and we're hierarchical we don't want to hang out with the lowest status kids right we want to hang out with the highest status kids but the highest status kids are higher status because they specifically exclude people who are lower status and of course when you come to a new school you're lower status by definition just unless unless you right. have some big marker of of uh, high status so yeah it's tough. And of course, if you, if you end up just making friends with the low-status kids because you're desperate for companionships, well, then you get stuck in the low-status kids, and that low-status rubs off on you, and that's, you, then you're doomed in a way, right? Again, I, I don't want to speak to your experience, but uh, there, there are all these complicated things that you have to go through when you find a new friend, or you're trying to merge into some new school. Right. Yeah, no, that's, that's all completely relatable to me. That's exactly how I would feel. Um, yeah. I mean, there was this kid uh, who came to uh, my uh, school, a German kid, and unfortunately his last name is Gerhardt, which of course immediately became Gayhart. And <laughs> I actually thought he was a, a pretty cool kid. He had a, a cool train set that was like 13 or whatever, right? A model train set, which I was really into at the time. Right. And it was like, you know, he, he invited me to come over and, and, you know, again, seems like a nice kid, but it's like, I'm sorry, man. The gay heart thing is sticking. <laughs> like, I, ca I can't do it. And, you know, it's not something I'm super proud of or anything. I yeah. mean, I was just trying to survive my own childhood and all that. So I'm not, right. I don't really sort of feel bad about it. But, and I, I don't know. I mean, what do you do with the name gay heart when you are uh, a, a 13 year old kid in 1979, right? That's, that's tough, right? So, uh, yeah, it's tough. And, and of course, he, he was in your situation. Of course, he didn't. I'm sure you don't have the same last name and your highest status as a whole. But, He's just trying to find some, you know, I, maybe his parents were in the military too and just came to a new Canadian school. And, and of course, I show up with a bad bowl haircut and a British accent, you know, which is not, <laughs> not quite as high status in Toronto in 1977 as you'd imagine it might be now. But 
so yeah, it, it, it was tough. It was tough. And I eventually sort of went my way in and I managed to get some pretty good friends and all that. Uh, uh, but it was, uh, it was tough. It's a little different in university because everyone's new usually to university. Uh, but yeah, trying to, trying to slot into an existing school. So it would seem, sorry for the big backstory, but it would seem mm-hmm. to me that you come to a new school. Did your dad or mom give you coaching or set up activities to, to try and help you to get into the new social situation? Or did they just like, off you go, good luck? Basically, yeah. <laughs> Basically that. Well, that blows. And that's pretty yeah. bad parenting, too, as a whole. Stefan, Stefan, I can't remember really any times where my parents would just sit me down and explain something to me calmly and let me ask questions. Um, I don't want to do them a disservice if they did. I, I just don't remember anything at all regarding that. Um, well, the more I, rare it, something is, sorry to interrupt, the more rare yeah. something is, the more you remember the exception, right? Right. You know, every night you're out walking on... Uh, wherever, but that one night you see that big giant shooting star, well, you remember that, right? Mm -hmm. Or that low red moon on the horizon or something. So um, it it seems to me sort of from the beginning, I have a little note here, which is like, can't can't remember, but really wants to. (laughs) Right. Right? I mean, you'd really want to remember some positive thing, but if you can't, you can't, right? You say, oh, well, maybe that's unjust. And it's like, well, if you can't remember positive things, that means they weren't there at all. Because I still, I can remember, and I won't bore you with the details, but I can mm-hmm. remember like five or 10 conversations between the ages of five and 15 that were actually deep and meaningful about something. Right. And I remember those very clearly because they were so rare. Because most of childhood is just skating along the surface and, and whatever, it's just a bunch of nonsense. And, and, and a lot of it is useless, empty, but fun play, which I have no issue with at all. But a lot of it is just like, no, you can't have any depth, damn it. <laughs> Sorry. We, family can't handle depth. We don't, we don't do depth. Our ears pop. So, no, if, if you can't remember things, they weren't there. It's not like there's some weird amnesia. I mean, unless you had some giant head injury or something. But, no. yeah, if, if you can't remember things, it's because they weren't there. So, I mean, that's a big thing, right? You, you, you take your kid to a new place. You got to give your kid, your kids, I guess, you got to give your kids some coaching on how to get into social groups. You've got to also, as a parent, you have to meet other parents. Uh, and, and so, because the highest quality parents are going to want to meet you to see if it's okay for their kids to play with your kids, right? And so, yeah, you, you invite people over, you have your potlucks, you, you get involved in some neighborhood activities or some local sports league or something so that you can, or, you know, maybe you volunteer at the school or I don't know what, right? But right. you've got to do something to get your kids noticed and to kind of get them into the social situation. But this, you know, just off you go and, and good luck. And so for me, like your dad is like, he takes you to an entirely new environment with New, like new kids who all have pre-existing friendships and doesn't give you any tips or do anything to try and help get you into social situations. And then it's like, what the hell are you doing in your room all day? Right. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to say other than I can't do this job, right? I can't, I can't find my way into a social circle. 
Because that's, I mean, that, again, that's really, really tough just from a cost-benefit standpoint. Why would people who already have, you know, 20 friends that they hang out with and they've, they've got their pecking order, they've got their who's good and bad at sports, who's trustworthy, who's reliable, who's, who's not going to rat on the teachers, who's not going to turf you up to your parents. Like, all of that stuff has been mapped out for, like, 10 years. And it's like some new kid, it's like, okay, well, there has to be a huge benefit for that new kid to even remotely be invited. But, and of course, you know, maybe the parents of those kids would be like, hey, there's a new kid, maybe you could blah, blah, blah. But you know, again, this is all pretty, pretty rare. But so when you're saying about, like, well, we went to this new place, and next thing you know, I'm just sitting in my room all day, and it's like, and then your dad is annoyed. Well, why is your dad annoyed? Your dad's annoyed at himself, not at you. Mm. But he's annoyed because... He hasn't raised a kid that other kids will invite. Now, I'm not saying you're not likable or anything like that, but what I'm saying is that if you're going to take your kids to new environments, and of course, as an army guy, he knows his kids are going to go to new environments, then the first thing you've got to do is try and figure out how to make your kids super appealing, right? so that they're really good at sports, so they're really funny, or they're, I don't know, whatever it would be. Uh, even if they're just really good at video games, like practice on that, and then at least maybe you can get into an online group, and then you know, maybe you can get some local people to play with or whatever. Make your kid really good at organizing games. Make your kid really good at, uh, at being sort of positive and energetic, and make your, good, your kid really good at putting people in their place so that that's really funny or you know, mm -hmm. fast with their tongue, so to speak. Make something. <laughs> Something right. so you're not just this thumbprint blur in the background of the painting, right? So yeah, I think I think he didn't do any of that. So of yeah. course you're stuck yeah. in the room. Yeah. Of course, I mean, can you imagine if? Sorry to labor the point too much, maybe, but you know, your dad says we're going to Japan. I'm going to enroll you in Japanese school. I'm not going to teach you any Japanese or nothing about the culture. And it's like, why aren't you out there playing with your friends? It's like <laughs> because I'm not Japanese. I don't speak Japanese. So this lack of preparation, he's bothered by the symptoms of his bad parenting. Right. He wants you to make him feel better. He wants you to make him feel better because he feels bad because you're not making friends, right? So rather than say, hey, you know, how's it going at school? Are you meeting any kids? Or is there anything I can, like, not is there anything I can do, but like, here's what we're going to do to, you know, I mean, you, uh, you invite the kids over. I mean, you can invite the kids to something so ridiculously positive and expensive that they just all want to come, and then they see what a great guy you are and invite you back. Like, I don't know, take, take, take 20 kids laser tagging. It's like, well, that's really expensive. It's like, well, yeah. So, yeah, it's like saying, uh, but food is really expensive. It's like, well, yeah, <laughs> but you kind of need yeah. that, right? Social life is, right. is important. And it also is important because if you can't make any male friends, it's going to be tough to break into any kind of dating circle, right? Because then you're just going to be some kid from nowhere approaching a girl who's known these guys for 10 years or more, uh, asking her out. And that's, uh, it's, it's a whole thing that the parents got to dig in and try and find mm -hmm. a way to get their kids into new social environments. So, yeah, him snapping, like, go outside is putting the entire weight of a fairly impossible situation, which is borrowing into a new social environment without any particular high stakes, oh, sorry, high status characteristics. He's just snapping at you because he's done a, a, a terrible job, right? 
of, of getting you ready for these things and helping you in. Right. So you were right. Yeah. Yeah, no, that all makes total sense to me. And, and I think um, wrapping around to, to the, the point of, of my call, Stefan, about, about myself and, and, and with my kids, um, I think a lot of the time that's why I get mad at them is because uh, I'm, I'm pissed off at myself that I didn't uh, – uh, and I don't want to make this too complicated, but obviously uh, I, I do have a, a girlfriend, not a wife, but a girlfriend with whom I have these children and we are together. Um, and um, we don't always uh, see eye to eye in terms of parenting, let's say. So um, there's a certain level of um, internal anger for myself uh, that uh, I haven't been able to uh, raise the kids a certain way to where they would um, do the right thing, I guess, instead of, uh, you know. Boy, you, you really don't want me to linger on your dad here, do you? <laughs> You're no, like, but you're I laying uh, all these breadcrumbs out. It's like, yes, but my girlfriend and and myself and my frustration. It's like, no, 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 no. We're gonna stay with your dad for a moment. I got all that stuff on the list. Don't worry about that. I also like the. Uh, well, I don't want to make things too complicated for you, Steph. It's like, yeah, uh, when are these conversations ever complicated? It's always just A, B, C, D. Um, so no, I appreciate that, but we're gonna stay with your dad because. Okay, no, that's fine. Yeah, that's yep. that's really the the root. Okay, so let's say that your dad is, you know, I don't know, slightly. Slight military autist when it comes to human relations. I'm just kidding, of course, right? But your mom, right? She she had to sort of fit into sort of some new social circle when you moved in grade eight. So what does she do about herself and yourself and the family as a whole in terms of getting you guys socially positioned somehow? Um, the only thing I can, I guess, really think of would be um, the standard... Uh, you know, before you go to school every year, uh, you would, you know, buy new clothes and stuff. So so we would do that, um, I guess, so that we – not that it really matters at new school because nobody knows what you wore last year anyway. But um, – or what your backpack was or whatever, your, sh- your sneakers. Um, that's the only thing that I can think of. Um, my mom certainly was not ever – and maybe more so now is, but it was never like the, the – like um, – that mom that would be, you know, at every school board meeting or uh, that would be uh, at all the whatever women mothers do in the community, you know, meetings and uh, book clubs, whatever. Sorry, I'm just I'm just I'm just trying to I'm just trying to peel my jaw off the floor here, (laughs) because if I if I understood you correctly and please correct me, of course, if I didn't, if I understood you correctly when I said, well, how did your mom help facilitate your family's social life and your social life? I think the answer you gave me was. She didn't send me to school naked because she bought clothes. Yeah. I was, in fact, clothed when I went to school. I wasn't, it wasn't like some Lord of the Flies, <laughs> George of the Jungle, banana hammock undergarment. That might have done better for me, Steph, honestly. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. As long as it's not too chilly, you're, you're uh, hefting a tripod. Like, you see what that's kind of jaw-dropping. I said, well, how did your mom facilitate? She bought clothing. It might be to you, but to me, it's just... Okay, just, you got to denormalize just... this shit, man. I mean, that's pretty wild. I've never heard anything quite like that. And I've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, cause, but I just, I just the disparity between the question and the answer. How did your mom help facilitate the complicated entry into new social life? Cotton. <laughs> Pants. And some shoes. That's wild, man. 
what the hell? <laughs> she got you clothes? Well, okay. That's I, I, not. I'm. I mean, I'm going that's kind of that You did go to school with clothes on, but yeah. I, what did she know. do I, about the environment? I mean, was, did she work? No, she she never really worked. Maybe a little bit when I was younger, and and she did a volunteer thing overseas the one year when I was before before this move that we're talking about. Uh, but other than that, uh, she never. She what worked now? Or... She went what overseas? She, she did year? like an overseas. It was actually in the in the like Dubai. She went all the way over there for like a couple months or something to do some sort of volunteer thing. I don't even really know what she was doing, but she she went to Dubai for a couple of yes. months when you and, were and a kid. She wasn't one of those. Uh, she wasn't doing any of that weird stuff they're talking about these days. <laughs> okay, she was, I'm, she was doing. Never search kind of... the dark web. I mean, never do that in general. But I'm just kidding. Okay, but um, so. She was doing some Dubai thing for a couple. You said a year or a couple of months. Yeah, no, just a. Sorry, it was probably just a. It, it was a couple of months. It wasn't like a year. It was a couple of months. Huh. How old were you? Uh, probably ten, ten, eleven, maybe twelve, but probably eleven. I would say. And where are you in the birth order? I am the youngest of four kids, but I only I grew up like living with just my immediate older brother. The other two older brothers are much older. Right. Okay. I say older brother was taking care of you while your dad was doing his soldiering, and your mom was in Dubai for some. Well, if I wasn't at reason. school, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All right. Just wondering about that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So um, when you moved to this new neighborhood or this new place. Uh, did your mom socialize or did she socialize with army wives or was the house a tomb? I mean, how, how did that play? <laughs> uh, she probably didn't socialize any more than I did. Um, no, I don't, I don't recall. Uh, I mean, other than if, if maybe one of my dad's uh, army buddies came over, um, came for a visit um, or her own parents or something, her own family, you know, people that we knew that lived, that didn't live in that town, but that were coming for a visit, you know, obviously they would all socialize then. Um, but in terms of someone local, she didn't meet anyone new, right? Not as far as I know. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, does that seem, I mean, is she shy? Is she, I don't quite understand that. Does she not like people or doesn't, it's just odd. Uh, she is, uh, I don't know if I would call her shy. Maybe she was at the time. You know, it, it's tough to think of her in, in, in that in that point of time. Um, but um, I would say, knowing her now, she kind of has a certain personality that I, I think a lot of people will just be like, oh, I don't, I don't really want to be around her for, for much too longer. <laughs> so um, that might have had part to do, a part in, a part in it. Oh, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Now I can. I'm sorry. She she was uh, is she abrasive or or something like difficult to get along um, with that way? She's kind of petty. Um. Uh, kind of annoying. <laughs> I know this is opening up like a, a can of worms that I just said that, and it's like, okay, what's the context in that? Um. Like, I can have conversations with her, um, you know, like like meaningful conversations, I mean. Um, 
but then um you know for example uh, she, uh, she might say things about people and like under her breath kind of thing um she'll say things that like you you would just think like why would you say that out loud when that person's right there that, like those kinds of things like what um uh i don't know like I think it kind of causes some tension sometimes with like my current. Sorry, I was just sorry about that. Um, my my girlfriend and her parents. Her parents are kind of from the other side of the tracks, let's say, uh, in, a, in a certain sense. Um, and my mom would maybe like if they're in the room, for example, especially if she had like a glass of wine, she might just make a comment about them, like, uh, not even not something like like very obvious, not like you know your your you're poor or something but it would be something like related to a like a conversation someone was having and it would be it's hard to think of an example because it was kind of like a it would be like a sort of in her mind subtle jab but everybody else would kind of immediately know what she was talking about uh, like the phrase the phrase white trash doesn't emerge but is that kind of the conversation yeah yeah, yeah. she was she would she would very heavily imply something like that like out loud and where everyone can hear and it's like why like do you not understand social uh cues and stuff like you don't you don't you don't say something like that out loud even if you even if you think that way and even if it's true you you don't well no i shouldn't say even if it's true like uh, I, you know it w- it wouldn't be something that's like it would certainly be something that's not you yes, don't say yes. that out. when when i was growing up i often feel that i had a great deficiency of rusted out old cars on blocks in the front yard which is not quite that eloquent stuff no i get it i get it but, but that, something that sort of stuff, right? something similar yeah 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 Nice tooth. Yeah, okay. Um, right, interesting. So she's a, a bit off-putting to people? I, I would say that's probably a, a big part of why growing up, and of course we moved around a few different times. I know we're focusing on just one particular moment uh, in time, but uh, a few different times we moved around, and, and, and she was never... She no, never, it's the puberty move that's the big one, though. Right, right, right. When it's, you're younger, you don't really care. Well, but, when you're older, you have more skills. But the puberty move, like the grade eight move, is, is the big one. Uh, well, um, kind of. I mean, there was there was one in grade nine too. Sorry, uh, there was one after grade nine. So this was this was this was the move after grade eight. So I, I only spent grade nine in this place, and then we moved halfway across the country uh, for grade oh, ten. Uh, so this, I guess there's kind of like two. But 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 uh, the second one went a lot better overall, uh, ultimately. Um, but th- this one was, was I guess, probably uh, more more to the point to, to bring up. Um, well, I mean, it, depending on what you think, we could certainly talk about the the subsequent move. But um, but you're right. This was definitely like in the, the I guess the, the the height of puberty for me. So um, it yeah, was, I mean, you're already feeling awkward as hell, and you've got this weird robot body that you're trying to maneuver like some new puppet master. And yeah, it's just a it's a really tricky it's a really tricky one for right. sure. Okay, so your mom didn't do much to socialize with uh, anyone in the vicinity. Now, when you did move in grade 10, did your parents socialize more then, or was it still up to you to try and carve your way in? Uh, basically up to me still, Stefan, but I can, I can tell you, because it, it, it's interesting that you mentioned uh, that whole thing about if, if something was not very common, you would definitely remember it, like it would stand out to you, and... Um, my dad actually did um, have a one-on-one uh, heart-to-heart with me in grade 10. Um, the only time I can remember such a thing happening. 
Um, it was my after my first day in the, the new school, after I had just sort of got acclimatized to what was previously the new school, and now there was a, a second new school halfway across the country. Um, and uh, it was a bad day. It was, it was, it was, it was very hard to, uh, to have to go through that again. Um, so I came home crying. It's very emotional. And uh, he actually came in and, and, and sat down and talked to me, you know, like, like calm. Like it wasn't like a screaming thing. It was uh, him just trying to, I guess, uh, you know, help me out and, and make me feel better. So I do remember that. Um, well, what did he say? He probably was trying to give me, uh, you know, like tips and stuff. And like, you know, you, I know it's hard, but you need to, um, you know, maybe just try to talk to other kids. And I, I, I can't necessarily remember. Maybe remember just try to talk to other kids. <laughs> really? This, this is me trying to fill in, uh, you know, what he, what well, he no, might but have you, said. If there I don't, was something I don't, useful, you would remember, wouldn't you? I, I remember that he, I remember that he did that. I remember that he. You know, he came in and said, "What, what might, have, what, which, sorry, what might, what must have been nice words, um, because otherwise I would never remember this fondly. But uh, unfortunately, I don't necessarily remember the the substance of the conversation. Um, I was also, you know, emotional and very sad. So um, it might not, it obviously, wasn't very, <laughs> wasn't very impactful because I don't specifically remember what he said. But it was enough, I guess." for me that just that he uh, you know came in and, and and gave a shit right or at least well but to. it's it's also it's very reactive right well yes true i mean of, of course you're having difficulty and also part of you this is the other thing of course with the constant moves is part of you is like well really like with grade eight it's like well we're just going to move again why on earth would i want to make friends like let's say that i make some great friends here right well right. i'm just gonna we're gonna move anyway there's no point like what, what do you mean right. You want me to get out of my room? Why? Right. Just keep yank, getting yanked from new place. And we're not, we're not designed for that at all. We're just getting yanked no. from new place to new place to new place all the time. Right. So it's not going to do me any good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's tough. Okay. Can you think of a time in which your parents... Uh, did give you some sort of useful coaching or helpful advice, so that kind of stuff. I'm not sort of talking school, but, you know, socially and other things. Um, uh, I can remember a couple times when I was older, like not a kid anymore, but I don't know if that's really what you're looking no, for. No, no, as a kid. Like, cause okay, as a really kid. Parenting. Right, 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 right. Okay. Um, It, did this have to be a package deal, like both of them at the same time? Because I no, really can't remember either anything. Either one's fine. Yeah, either one's fine. Okay. Um, I, I feel silly. I, I, I can't. Um, I can't recall. Like I can't recall a time where my one of my parents or both of my parents sat me down and said, "Listen." Let's talk about this. Let's have a conversation about this thing, and let me ask, let me explain what this thing is, and, and let me have you, and you can ask questions, right? Like that's that's what I do with my kids now because I'm very much about explaining things to people and, and giving them the context as to why things are the way they are, right? Um, but um, I don't know if that's what you're referring to, but um, I don't recall anything like that growing up from either of my parents, let alone both. 
So it was mostly sorry, like like you were saying earlier um, about react. It was mostly reactive stuff. Like if I got in trouble for a certain thing, uh, then I would have some kind of maybe talk about that thing. Um, uh, for for example, um, you know, before the the puberty move, um, there was a, I think there was an instance where a lot of us kids were going to get suspended or expelled because we had participated in a, what was basically like a fight club incident uh, with a new kid um, with a new kid and uh, one of our friend group, um, and they were basically just like you know fist fighting, um, and then that became a big thing. So uh, I'm almost positive I got a talking to from my parents about that. Well, but a talking to is like, don't do it, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, but 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 never never like a, just out of the blue one day like, hey, you know, let's talk about this thing, um, and let's like I, like I already explained that that just never happened. So, is it fair to say that you were basically unparented? Um, certainly, <laughs> certainly, I guess. As it regards my actual parents, um, what now? I'm sorry. sorry, sorry are there sorry, other sorry. mystery parents that no, no, I need sorry. to know about? My point was uh, obviously I, um, I I spent a lot of time reading or uh, you know sometimes watching TV, sometimes playing video games, and all of those things. Uh, it sounds really pathetic the way that I'm putting it, but um, I learned a lot that way. <laughs> I am who I am thanks to everything but my parents. Right. So unparented. Sure. And this is like this is a crazy common thing. Like it, it's it's just wild how how this has, has has occurred in life, right? Where it's just like, yeah, you know, um, we are the most complicated species on the planet, but uh, you know, we're just gonna let our kids raise themselves. Yeah, and we're gonna turn it over to like you know video games and and just all kinds of crazy stuff, right? Right. And that's well, just and wild. It, it's just Stefan. It's just I'm thinking about it now. It's like. Since I know that my mom didn't really do anything anyway, I don't know why. I mean, I'm not just putting it all on her, but I'm just saying, you know, she didn't work. So yeah, yeah. What, yeah. what excuse did she have to not offer me, to not give me anything of that nature? Right. There's no excuse, right? Yeah. Um, and my dad's not absolved either, but at least he was you know, working all the time. Not all the time, but, you know, normal hours, right? Uh, nine to five or whatever. So, um so, well, but, your dad is yeah. also not excused because there's a lot of uh, uh, education in the army. I mean, they don't just give you a bunch of weapons and and no training and say go to it, right? Right. So yeah, they uh, the army thing is like even wilder in a way, right? Yeah. So that's wild, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, see, I'm I'm laughing. I don't I don't mean to. Uh, I don't. I'm not laughing because I. Uh, it, it's a coping mechanism, I guess. Right. No, I'm no, a, no. I, I get nervous. it. I mean, because it's it's kind of jaw dropping, like when you think about it, right? Yeah. And 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 it's it, it's not funny, but it's. I'm going to use that word. If I were to like sit down with my parents and and bring this all up to them, they would probably be like flabbergasted and, and probably upset with me because um yeah we parented you what are you talking we've about had similar conversations before and, and and i'm sure you've heard this a lot stefan but but their kind of their reaction is of course to say oh you're putting all the blame on us for things that for all the bad stuff that's happened to you since you become an adult 
You're you're just putting all the blame on us, so you don't take any personal responsibility of anything. Right. Is is the response that I always get ultimately. Right. Right. No, it's it's really it's really wild, Uh, and this is just a kind of funny decision that people kind of made. Just you know, we're just we're just not going to parent anymore. Like we we, this somehow it just was like after I don't know uh, a couple of million years of uh, evolution. People were just like, no, we're, we, you know, we've decided that, that, that we don't need to parent. We're just going to not do it. And uh, it's just crazy. Yeah. And uh, so I think, I think that's kind of an important thing to understand first and foremost about this stuff. Yeah. That uh, you kind of raised yourself, if that makes sense. That's what I tell people. And, um, uh, well, I don't, I don't tell everyone that but like when i talk to my girlfriend about it i uh yeah that's kind of the conclusion i come to is that um I, j- just just a minute sorry it's my kid yeah no no just fine no problem it's about parenting so please feel free to parent Uh, sorry about that. Listen, I, if, I you, if you need to okay. take a moment, that's totally fine. No, 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 no. I, 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 I dealt with it, and I, I don't worry. I wasn't screaming at them. I just uh, no, no. I'm I, sure just, you I told them to just to go uh, get the older child to help him with something because, um, yeah. So it's all good. Yeah, trust me, kids. You want me to be having this conversation? <laughs> right, right. I got <laughs> right, it. I got it. Right, right. Um, um yeah. <clears throat> all right. Um, so. Uh, let's get on to uh, where you met your girlfriend and, and all of that and the inevitable, you know, what was the marriage choice or not choice about all that kind of stuff. Sure. Um, it's weird to me, Stefan, actually, because um, we, we actually did have a conversation a couple of years ago when I when I told you all about this stuff. So it's weird for me that I, I remember telling you about all this stuff. I know that you wouldn't because you, you talked to but, I mean, you've talked to thousands of people since then, but, um, uh, but I will explain again. <laughs> um, the last time we, 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 we had a call, it was about me and my girlfriend. Um, and, um, there was some stuff going on. Um, so, so anyway, I'll just get into it. <laughs> um, yes, I, uh, originally, uh, met this girlfriend on online, a dating website. Uh-huh. And um just went from there. Um we met up once. Uh and then a year later we we met up once. We had like a one-time kind of I, I'm not going to beat around the bush. We 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 hung out for like a couple hours and then we uh had sex and then um for whatever reason I didn't um it's going to sound like in a humorous way, but for whatever reason, I didn't. Uh, I didn't call her back. Um, I, I don't. I don't recall now why that was. Um, but I was a young male, so one can only speculate. And then um, a year later, I uh, she just happened to live close to and come to the store that I was working at, so we kind of reconnected that way. Um, we were kind of just sort of doing what they call friends with benefits for a couple months. And then we actually decided to be girlfriend and boyfriend officially. 
And then, um, surprise, surprise, we got pregnant. Um, well, she got pregnant, obviously, a um, couple months after that. And um, the rest, as they say, is uh, is history. Right. And what was it that uh, was attractive to you about her? She was attractive. She was good looking, Stefan. That was it. And when did you and I talk about this, just to remind me? It would have been uh, probably about six years ago. Right, okay. Good, good. Well, good to know that you're still together with the mother of the child. That's a good thing. Yeah, uh, you know, I, um, yeah, I think. Or children, sorry, children, (laughs) how rude. (laughs) Right, right. Well, at the time it was only child, but then, of course, over the years, um, you really helped me out a lot, I think. Um, One of the conclusions that you came to uh, during that video, uh, sorry, not a video, it came a video eventually, but during the call was um, uh, that I was um, a woman pleaser uh, and not in the uh, Austin Powers sense, the, uh, well, that sense too, but but in a, like a uh, uh, a sense of like a too over over pleasing, right. um, and I I've definitely uh, definitely moved away from that quite a bit, uh, which my girlfriend has noticed. And it's funny, Stefan. She's actually said that she she appreciates me more that I'm not such a pushover now. Imagine oh, yeah. that. Um, so so that part of it's good. Um, and you also taught me what a shit test was, which was was helpful to me. Um, cause I didn't know what the hell that was before you told me. Um, but, um, moving on from that, um, yeah, so it's about six years ago. So, so we're in a pretty good place right now, me and her. Um, but it's been a kind of a bumpy road, um, over time, but, um, obviously we didn't meet under the best circumstances. Like, you know, it's better to meet somebody that you've kind of known for a while or same social circles and someone that you can talk to other people about that they know, you know, I know. What's what's the ideal? And uh, that was just I kind of just stumbled into that. I was a really stupid young young guy, and I just I was I was thinking. Did we uh, did we talk I, last time about how helpful it is to uh, attack yourself in this way? Did we uh, did we go over that? Is that uh, was that a thing? Oh, that I'm that I'm like blaming myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A stupid young guy, we prob- right? We probably did. Probably did. Right. Just, I just wanted to check and see whether we had had that positive conversation because it may have skipped you. We may have skipped over that part if there was some kind of emergency. Yeah, I guess there's still a part of me that's uh, that's immediately um, um, blaming myself without saying, well, hold on. And I do think about I still consider um, nowadays that, yeah, it wasn't just me, obviously, uh, that there was this other person involved that made these decisions as well and could have at any time said, okay, this is harmful for both of us and stupid let's just break it off um which never happened of course um so right well and you're untutored right and my my right right and if you're untutored of course that means that you have to make your decisions based on lust right i mean what else are you going to make them on right right So okay, yeah, exactly. Okay. I mean, as I told you during, as in my childhood, I I, I received no uh, sit-down conversations explaining things. So, um, as one can probably guess, I did not receive that uh, into young adulthood either. Um, so, um, obviously, even as a 17, 18, 19 year old, I knew how a baby was made, but um, um, I didn't I didn't appreciate the consequences of. Uh, nor did, of course, my my. Uh, 
my girlfriend. So, right, right. And uh, had you guys thought of getting married, or, or uh, I guess obviously you've had those conversations, but how's that gone? So we we did we we were we were engaged um, last. Uh, okay. We were engaged a couple of years ago, and then um, uh, that relate the relationship. Um, it didn't didn't uh, we broke up? <laughs> That's the word I'm looking for. Um, so the engagement, of course, of course, was broken off. And um, these days, we 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 have talked about it, and uh, um, it's something in the near future, of course. Uh, I shouldn't say of course. Um, yeah, I'm sure you have a lot of questions now because that was kind of <laughs> yeah. And, and what's the age range of your kids? So they're. Um, uh, oldest is six, um, uh, then it's four, and then three, and they're all uh, they're they're all uh, a year older in the spring, so they're they're close to seven, five, and four. Right. Okay. All right. Now you said that uh, to some degree the um, the parenting decisions or the parenting approaches between your girlfriend and you are a little different. And how is she in terms of her parenting philosophy? She is very much, um, you know, let the kids be heard at all times. Um, kind of, you know, I mean, in, in practical terms, uh, at least the way that I see it, it's kind of like almost always just kind of give them what they want. Um, she's not exactly like that, but from my perspective, um, it, it kind of seems that way. She's just a lot more more lenient on things. And... Um, But but I guess the, the most um, the, the big takeaway is that she's very much about listening to what they want and um, um, but um, give, gives in gives in a lot more than I would than I would appreciate the, or or rather that I think is healthy for the kids because I I, I don't want them to be um, you know I don't want them to expect that they will always get what they want simply because they um, throw a tantrum or get upset uh, or, or they might, um, you know, right. So that's, yeah. Okay. So would you say it's a bit too far on the permissive side for your particular preferences? That's right. Yeah. Without going into whether or not it's, you know, the right way to do things um, based on my own feelings, that's how I, that's how I feel about it. And what effect do you see this having on the kids? Um, well, I would I would assume that that an effect of that would be that um, they they very they, they find it hard to be told no, and they find it hard to be. Um, and sorry, another part of that would too is it's not she's not very strict on them in terms of having them clean up after themselves, or keep clean in general, or keep keep their area clean, uh, pick up after themselves. So uh, of course, a big uh, consequence of that is that they they uh, trying to get them to clean up is um, quite the task. Uh, usually, sometimes um, sometimes they will um, perform magic and uh, do something that I ask them to do very quickly, which is great. And other times, it's quite literally like pulling teeth. Right, okay. Um, for the kids as a whole, what uh, are your sort of ideal set of standards for them? Like, what, what should they be doing in terms of cleanups and that kind of stuff? Well, ideally, they would clean up anything that they're not using anymore as soon as they're done using it. That way, um, you don't wind up with a huge mess, which you then have to clean up all at once. Um, 
it's just less daunting that way. So it makes more sense to me to just teach them to, to clean as they go. Um, and if they don't do that, then they have to just clean it all up. You know, when I tell them to clean it up, um, like for example, just earlier today, um, you know, they want to have some screen time, right? They want to watch TV or be on their tablets. Um, yes, we're a modern family. So all of my young children have tablets. That's just kind of the way that it is. Um, but, um, um, yeah, so so I told them, well, you know, you know, to clean up the basement. Basement's kind of like their big play area. Um, so that was like pulling like pulling teeth, because uh, every two seconds one of them is accusing the other one of uh, not cleaning up. <laughs> so I'm so so my my thing to tell them, Stefan, is that um, okay? Well, it's not about what everybody else is doing. You you have your own job to do, which is to clean up. You know, if I find out afterwards that this person didn't clean up at all, then we'll deal with that. Um, but anyway. Um, yeah, so it's just it's very difficult to get them to do anything like that, quick, you know, in, in, a, in an efficient manner. Right. So the oldest one is seven. Just about. And it's sort of five and three. Uh, they're a year apart, so five and four or more. Five, so se- yeah, yeah, seven, five, and four. Um, <clears throat> I'm I'm certainly happy to hear this, and you know, everybody has their own approaches. But can you help me understand why? they have to tidy up at this particular phase in their life? Well, my, my approach, Stefan, is that they're learning, um, they would be learning to, that uh, they're, they're picking up after themselves. So they did something. So, you know, they're responsible for, for the, the aftermath of that, which is that, you know, it's, it's messy. It's a messy place. So um, I guess that's my, my response. Um, I, I, didn't, I didn't think about it. Um, until you just brought it up, I guess. Yeah, and, and you know, right or wrong, I just want to sort of understand that, that the sort of the philosophy behind the parenting. What's the uh, what's the idea behind the parenting? Okay, so okay, let me let me frame it another way. Then um, I, I I will tell them, you know, why why would I have why should I have to clean up your mess if you guys made the mess? That's not fair to me that I have to clean up your mess. You know, you guys made the mess, so you should have to clean it up. But they're they're little kids. I mean, it's in a way, that's almost like, and again, I could be wrong here. I'm just giving you my thoughts, right? Which is, isn't that sort of like saying, well, why should I have to pay for your groceries? I'm not eating. I mean, if they're older, sure. And, and, but, I, you know, that seems like a lot to put on kids who are sort of three and five and, and seven. Because, I mean, it's not working, right? Well... It does. It does work. It just, like I said, it's not very efficient, and there's a lot of, um, you know. So, okay, tell me what it means by. Uh, tell me what you mean when you say it works. I'm not disagreeing with you. I just want to make sure I understand what you mean when you say it works. Well, I'm I'm currently looking at a very clean basement, um, which I didn't have to clean. Um, now, that sounds terrible. Uh, they 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 only clean up obviously their own toys and stuff. I I I'm not telling them to clean my work desk. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Uh, it's it's still as messy as I. Well, technically they they made it messy, but that's fine. I, I don't mind that part of it. Um, I guess I guess another part of it, Stefan, was to say, okay, if you guys want the reward, which is screen time, then you will you're gonna work for it. Because I want them to understand the value of hard work, and then you want something nice in life, you have to work for it. Right. So that's that's part of the philosophy as well. Okay, and um, is that working? Are they understanding these abstract concepts of sort of working and reward and wealth and and all that stuff? Is that is that working? 
Well, it, it, it's hard to say because the only reason why I think I'm able to get a, huh, I'm gonna I'm gonna phrase this as get away with it, but uh, you know because my girlfriend's actually out of town right now with a friend. Um, the friend is a girl. It's not something weird. Um, uh, so you know I'm kind of it's just me here. So it, I feel like if she was here, she I wouldn't have been able to be kind of as hardline about it. Um, and by that, I mean, I was just, you know, I was just telling them, you have to clean it up. You have to clean it up. I know that uh, you want to go do something else. You want to play, but we have to clean up, right? We have to get it done. You know, you guys have to get it done, which would be a lot harder if, if she was here. Because like I said, she's a lot more um, lenient and kind of just lets them do whatever they want to do. And if they don't clean up, then she'll end up doing it, that sort of thing. So um, normally she is here, of course. Uh, it's, it's rare for her to just be gone for the weekend. So um, it's hard to really say if it's working out because I'm not able to really do this all the time with them. Right. Um, so that's, that's, that's part of what I meant about the whole parenting thing. We're kind of, we're not on the same page, so we're not able to uh, consistently uh, do, uh, put them, um, uh, give them the same um, responsibilities, I guess, because um, it, it will fluctuate between, you know, them having no responsibilities and them having these responsibilities. Um, yeah. Right. Okay. Now I, I apologize if all of this is out of out of sorts or out of form or incorrect. So you know, right. feel free to you know put me in my place if I if I say things that's fine wrong. So um, my my first thought is something like this: um, if, if I could speak for the kids, we say, okay, so dad, it's really important to to plan, to be responsible, and to take care of your things, right? Sure. Um, how will we conceived? Because, you know, it's really important to be responsible, right? Well, what, you want my, my, what my response would be to them? No, no, the honest, the truth, not what, <laughs> the truth. How will we, how will we conceived? Yeah, yeah, well, no, 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 I'm going, to, I'm, going to, I'm going to give them, I'm, yeah, yeah, that's, okay. I would say, uh, oh, like the actual nitty-gritty, you want me to, like, yes, I, how are you, you know, we, we, we had, uh, we had uh, sex, Obviously, without protection, which we did not. Um, and and uh, Dad, how long had you known each other for? Well, it depends which kid is asking me that. <laughs> but uh, well, I'm going to assume it's your eldest who'll be asking first. The eldest, point, right? okay. Well, then it was uh, you know, eight eight months, six months, probably less than eight months, probably like six months. Oh, okay. Sorry, I thought it had been more rapid than that in terms of you guys. No, like, we waited a little bit longer. Well, it, it just kind of happened after the six months. We, we, we had never really used protection, so, you know. Oh, so you had... Uh, but So you, she got pregnant after six months? Yeah, like, I guess eventually. Like, we, we obviously had, like, a steady kind of sexual part to our relationship, and it just so happened that eventually, um, you know, nature... And how long, because I know you met online, but how long after you met in person did you have sex? Uh, well, like I said, the, the original meeting happened a year before we actually went out. So, so that time it was like the first meeting we had sex. Um, okay, so and, the first the first meeting you had sex, right? Yeah, and unprotected sex. Yeah, right. And how old were you then, Dad? I would have been nineteen, I believe. Right. So you're asking kids give or take a decade and a half younger to be far more responsible than you were at 19. Right. 
about something that's even le- way less important. Yeah, like, yeah, of course, of course, right? Incredibly more. Now, yeah. listen, this is not to say that as a parent, you can't have any authority if you've ever made a mistake, right? Of course, right? right? I mean, but in terms of, I guess, just humility as a whole? Mm-hmm. Because you sound sort of very stern and authoritarian without the humility of you're speaking to kids about serious responsibilities, about inconsequential things when they only exist because of serious irresponsibility on your part when you were way older. Right. It's the humility, right? Mm. Right. You know, your dad is all about responsible, be responsible, you got to be responsible, right? right. And you got to yeah, participate in this family, you got to take care of your environment. He didn't parent you at all. How responsible was he as a parent? Do you see what the, dis- the disconnect, right? Right. He's t- lecturing you all about responsibility while not parenting you at all. Right, that's... So you've got these heavy abstract rules that you probably feel very harsh and serious about, which I guarantee you, when you were a kid, all you did was try and evade those rules as best you could. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, when your dad said, I want you to get the hell outside, did you just say, yes, you're right, father, and go outside? Or did you just go outside a little bit? Oh, like there was this meme of like the, the kids, the dad says to the kids who are playing video games, go outside, so then they sit by the basement window with their controllers on the outside <laughs> of the house playing video games. Like, letter of the law, right? <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, that makes total sense. So you've got these rules. You're distancing yourself from your own experience, both as a child and as an adult, right? And you're right. saying, because the, the, the way, where authoritarianism, which is kind of heavy and negative, where it comes from, is when you detach yourself from your own rules. And you just, you impose the rules like, like they're physics, like they're gravity, like right. you, your kids wants to jump from a high wall, you say, don't, don't jump from the high wall, right? Uh, but the thing is that with the rules that you're imposing, um, you, you didn't follow them yourself as a kid. Or you may have followed them, but it was only to not get nagged at or yelled at. Mm-hmm. And I, I guarantee you, you didn't follow them when you were a young man, which is not so long ago now. Mm-hmm. And... In terms of, well, you've, you've got to be really careful and you've got to decide. Well, I mean, I'm glad that things have worked out with your, your girlfriend, but she, I mean, you really rolled some dice there, my friend. <laughs> I mean, it could have gone a very different direction completely, right? Oh, it, it could have and almost did a few times. And, and luckily, I, uh, I didn't lose my head uh, over some of those things. So, you know, yeah, for the sake of the kids, completely right. I, I would never put up with a lot of stuff, if, if not for them. But I was never, I'd never going to abandon my kids. It's just... Just no, no, but I mean, right? it could have, I mean, I'm not saying this with, re- with reference to your girlfriend's personality, but some right. guys who get involved in this kind of stuff, they end up with alimony, with child support, with false allegations, like their lives can get really wrecked, right? Oh, yeah, no, completely. Estrangement and, uh, yeah, it's going to get really nuts. So, so you're saying to your kids in a sort of very heavy, negative Old Testament way, well, you've got to be responsible, you've got to clean up, why should I have to clean up, blah, 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 right? Now, the most honest thing we can say about cleaning up, I think, is this. Kids, 
who hates cleaning up the most? Right? If minus 10 is the worst time and plus 10 is the best time, how much is cleaning? Oh, minus 5, minus 8. It's like, I agree with you. Cleaning sucks. And when I was a kid, I tried to avoid cleaning <laughs> because it's no fun. So I'm, I'm right there with you. And I, I mean, I don't know, is there any place that's your environment where the kids can go that isn't perfectly tidy, like your car or your workbench or your study or someplace? Uh, the, ki- the, the, the car is just pretty, pretty, uh, pretty, pretty dirty. Pretty. Oh, wait, yeah. your car is pretty dirty? Yes. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. no, please. No, 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 you didn't just say that to me. Let's rewind and just lie to me. Lie to me, that's it. I've given up on honesty. This show, this, this day, a year of our Lord, February the 4th, 2023, is when I gave up on honesty. Just lie to me now. Just tell me, no, 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 no. I'm imposing all of these rules about clean and tidy, so my, my car is perfect. My kids would never, ever come into my environment and find it dirty and messy after I just gave them a half-hour lecture when they're five years old about how important it is to tidy up your environment. No, no. I'm sorry, I misheard. Can you just repeat that? Well, do you want the truth? <laughs> do you want <laughs> I'm just me kidding. to... Of course, I'm just kidding, but it's a little jaw-dropping, right? Once in the last year, it was clean. It's very clean. A couple times in the last year, it was very clean, and then, uh, yeah. Um, yeah I, I, I didn't even put it into perspective. Uh, until you pointed it out, you said something about a workbench, but I think you said that they. Uh, well, up. A, a work a work desk. Uh, it's got like a couple like textbooks on it. It's not. It's not. It's not like dirty. It's not like crusty old. Uh, Just a little messy it. though. It's a little cluttered, but uh, you know, like uh, cluttered because there are things I want within arm's reach. So it's not. Oh, yeah. so you have good excuses for not tidying up. Steph, if they if they ever gave me a good reason why the the floor was covered in toys, I would I would allow it. <laughs> oh, so like the the four and five and seven year olds are not giving you reasoned arguments as to how efficient it might be if they're just going to take a break and come back and play later, or they're in the middle of a complex game, or they're just not giving you those things. Therefore, they're just invalid. Well, I guess that's the way that I've been treating it. Right, but I don't. But I agree with you that it's it's not invalid. Uh, I mean, it comes back to um, again. I'm not. I'm not excusing myself, but you know, the um, when I get um, when I get in a, a certain mood, I, I, I it's like all logic just sort of goes out the wayside, and it's just like okay. Oh yeah, no, I'm we'll, ta- we'll I'm get telling there. you to do this. Yeah, yeah. Okay, no, listen, we'll, we'll totally this. get there. I, I get. I understand that static. Every parent does. I totally understand the static. So you want to have credibility instead of authority. The authority is when you tell people to do things. Credibility is when they accept it and believe it. Now, if your kids accept it and believe it, sorry, if your kids accepted and believed what you were saying, then you wouldn't need to escalate, right? Right. So why do you have to escalate? Because they don't believe you. Right. Now, I mean, one reason why they don't believe you maybe is they see your car. If you say, kids, you need to have self-control and you need to do things that you don't want to do, you need to have willpower and do things that you don't want to do or not do things that you do want to do and you just got to have that willpower, 
but you're yelling at them, then the form of your statement contradicts the content, right? Right. No, that Kids, you got to have self-control. Yeah. <laughs> what? Right. Yeah, you're just yelling at us. So that's why you don't have credibility. Right. Because if you don't have the self-control to not let yell at your children, then trying to give them uh, lessons in self-control by yelling at them is saying, we'll never you know, work. do the opposite of what I do. Right. Do as I, do as I say, not as I do. Well, it's even worse than that. It's do the opposite. Right. If you want your children to have self-control, and really, I think that's what we're asking, right? Is when we say to right. your kids, can you tidy up after yourself? You're saying, don't just follow the whim of the moment. Don't just follow what you want to do. Do what's important, even though it's against what you feel like doing in the moment. Doesn't that sort of make sense? Right. No, no. But that, if that you're indulging sense. in the hedonism of bad temper while telling your kids to be monks, well, right, not going to work, right? Now, they can't articulate that, but kids have no. this blinding instinct for hypocrisy. Like, I'm right. not kidding. I mean, and you know this as a parent, right? I can, I can have said something, I'm not kidding, three months ago, in passing. If I say something different or opposite now, what does my daughter do? Hey, wait a minute. Three months ago, you said this. Now you're saying, right? It's like lightning yeah. crossing across the solar system. Right. I mean, right. that's just the price of kids, and it's a real benefit. It's a real blessing because they can point out where you're little knots and hypocrisies and <laughs> the ripples in space-time occur in your conscience, right? They're, they're really right. wonderfully helpful that way. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I get that a lot, so that, that makes sense. Right. So you are – it's a trap, and it's the same trap that your father had for you, which is right. I'm going to model behavior while telling you to do the opposite. That's a no-win trap for your kids. Mm -hmm. Do you know why they can't win? Why? Because if they do what you're kind of yelling at them to do, like they, they, they clean up or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Then they lose respect for you. Because they're doing what you f are failing to do, which is to have self-control, to do what right. you don't want to do or not do what you do want to do. Mm -hmm. And so if they obey you while you're breaking your own rules... They just lose respect for you, and they don't want to lose respect for you, so they'll fight you. It's, it's an odd form of attempting to retain their respect for you as a father. Right. When your kids copy your actions rather than listen to your words, it's because they don't want to experience the contradiction between your actions and your words in order to retain their respect for you. As an author, they're, they're literally trying to help you. That's, um, By copying that your behavior. It's a, form right. of, it's a form of respect in a way. It's a form of it's emulation, right? Kids will photocopy what you do. I mean, you've gone through the language generation phase, particularly with the older one, where you're like, I don't ever remember using that word, but somehow he or she knows how to use it. Like, it's just bizarre, this sponge right. thing that happens with the language. It's like, what are you, like, uploading a thesaurus at midnight? I don't know what the hell's going on, but it's, <laughs> it's going on ridiculously rapidly, right? Yeah. They're just sponges and absorbing, and they're doing that. With your behavior. Right. You can't ask them. I mean, obviously, you can do whatever you want, but it's not going to help your parenting or help you enjoy parenting if you say 
to your kids, you know, don't eat any candy, it's bad for you, with your face full of candy, right? Yeah. I think that's a big part of it for, for both of us, you know, me and my girlfriend. Um, uh, you know, the anger is one part of it, but just in general, uh, you know, I, I want the best for them, right? That's why I tell them these things. But at the same time, uh, you know, for me, I'm like, uh, the car is messy. For example. I mean, that's just one example of, um, or you could do uh, eating well, for example. Um, I, I don't necessarily eat the best. Not that they see every meal that I eat, right? Um, but um, Oh, they see it in your eyes, man. <sighs> Well, they just, may see it in your waist. I don't know. <laughs> they see it somewhere. Well, yeah. Just a second. My kid's here again. What yeah, do you yeah. need, buddy? No, no, no. You can't. I'm, I'm doing something right now, okay? I'll be done. I'll be done soon, but you... Yes? Okay, yeah, I'm back now. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Um, yeah, sorry. Can't recall what we were talking about. Oh, you were talking about how uh, you're, you're eating. Uh, right, you're right, right, right. Not, not ideal eating may also be visible to them. Um, right. Um, uh, I, I've certainly gained weight over the years. Um, that's for sure. How much have you gained? Uh, well, when I first was born, I was probably like, I probably gained 50, 60 pounds. And I'm not a big person anyway. So I would have been like, like my, my, my weight post high school would have been like 155, 160. Uh, I'm I'm 5'10", so... Um, and what do you I, weigh at the moment? I'm, like, probably around 220. I, have, I haven't the heart to, to step onto the scale. Do you have but a scale like, in the house? Uh, I do. Okay, go do it. Let's do it. <laughs> right do it. Come on. Okay, you, you've, well, got, you you've got all this thing gotta, for your kids having discipline, go, right? I gotta tell go tell me what fuller, you get. So, so bear with me. Yeah, I'll yeah. Go, go do it. Come back. Let me know. Okay. Yes, um... I was actually uh, almost exactly right. Um, 220.4. And your uh, pant size? Uh, well, that I can check right now. Uh, it's, uh, what does that say? Uh, 36 by 30, and these ones are pretty comfortable. Okay. And um, so, I mean, you were obviously fairly slender before, and, you know, you chunk a little. I mean, trust me, it's a, it's a bit of a dad thing, the dad bod. Yeah, yeah, I'm not... Uh, <laughs> it's not a I'm dad not... bod, it's a father figure. <laughs> right, there you go. <laughs> um, and, and how does your uh, girlfriend feel about this? Um, well, I don't think she... I, I, as far as I can tell, I mean, she hasn't said, oh, you're, you're, you're fat. <laughs> uh, you know what, uh, Stefan... I don't think she would, um, she would, um, I'm going to use the word care because I, I can't think of an alternative word, but she's also gained weight. So I think she's more, ah, wor mutually she's more worried destruction. about that. Let's not talk right. about the weight. Right. Right, right, right. And the weight gain, do you think it's, and I'm sorry to be poking around this, this stuff, okay. but I think it's important. Uh, is the weight gain to do with lack of exercise, uh, increased eating, poor sleep, uh, sitting too much? What, what do you think it's to do with? Uh, probably the eating part of it, because I can recall, like when I was living with my parents still, as a young adult, um, I would almost never drink pop. I would almost never uh, eat out at all. I would pretty much just eat whatever was at home or whatever my mom made. 
Um, whereas, you know, now I eat out a lot. I'm drinking soda every day. Um, I also, I'm less active overall. I mean, maybe, I don't, I don't know if I could say that because I was kind of a couch potato when I lived at home still. But I would still get out for walks and stuff. So I think I was a bit more active, but definitely the eating part of it has been a real killer. And um, why do you eat out so much? Um, well, uh, I guess, um, for example, like it could be for business reasons or I'm just curious. So no, no. So for, for work, I I eat out a lot of the time for work uh, at work because I, um, part of it is I can't be bothered to make myself a lunch. Um, the other part is I just, um, I, I mean, I guess in fairness, that's basically, that's basically the reason why. Well, no, um, that doesn't uh, that doesn't follow. I mean, uh, uh, obviously, don't reveal your location, but when you're at work, what's the healthiest thing that you could possibly eat if you were to? Have, I mean, go out and buy yourself lunch. I mean, just just because you're eating out doesn't mean you have to eat badly, right? Oh, I see. Um, well, well, Stefan, um, I also live in Canada, so uh, as you can imagine, there's a Tim Hortons across the street, so uh, <laughs> I can uh, I can get whatever they have there. Um, they have healthy stuff there, so um, I could um, I could eat a healthier option. I usually I, I generally ch- ch- tend to go with the um, options with a, a higher uh, caloric um, value because uh, it's more energy and uh, I like more food. energy. <laughs> yeah, you know that's not quite how it works, right? That if you go high no. calorie, don't you just get tired later? I wouldn't know. Is that how it goes? I uh, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I I'm I think because a... you know it's it's like the sugar thing. It's like, hey, I got sugar, and it's like, yeah, but doesn't it just kind of wipe out your energy going forward? I mean, usually there's a bit of a price to be paid, but anyway, okay. So so you could eat at Tim Hortons. You can you can get like a chicken wrap. Like there's things that you can get that right uh, are are going to be uh, uh, fine, right? That's true. Yeah. So what uh, is the story with that? Uh, well, I guess sorry. Another part, actually, the main part of that. Um, I, I'm not not changing my answer now. I just I wasn't. Uh, I was kind of on the spot. Typically, if I eat something that's like you know, like a salad, let's say, I, I'm not like going to be full. So I, I go with something that's like you know, beefier. Um, not not necessarily like literally beefier, but you know, something uh, with some more uh, <laughs> something denser. You know, like a like a big sandwich compared to a salad, right? Because that way I'm, I, I feel full, so I can kind of concentrate on work better than. Uh, if I wasn't. Right, right. Okay, no, I get that. I mean, obviously, you, you can't live on a tiny number of calories, right? Right. So, uh, but again, there's things that you can eat um, that are uh, not going to be too bad for you, and they um, they are going to fill you up, right? Right. This, like, the only way I can fill myself up is with sugar and carbs or whatever. Uh, that's a bit of a, uh, um, I mean, it's a bit of a false dichotomy, right? Like, I'm either starving with a salad or it's burger time. <laughs> right. I mean, uh, I, I, it, it, it comes down to, um, I, I know that it comes down to self, um, what's that word, uh, self, um, uh, will, willpower, I guess. Um, because, you know, I, I've, I, a couple of years ago, I did, um, I did lose all this weight and I got down to like one, 175, I think, was like the lowest I got. And I was like, you know, I was looking like a real beefcake again. Like, it was nice. It was, uh, it was good. Um, and then uh, I lost it all because um, some th- some stuff happened in my life. Well, me and the, me and the girlfriend broke up again, and uh, so I kind of I kind of just uh, 
went back uh, to uh, not having that self, uh, having that willpower anymore. But um, <clears throat> basically, I was just I just did that by counting calories. I never really worked out much. Um, but um, so so you know, I I have that willpower in me somewhere. But uh, ultimately, I, I guess I guess ultimately, I just don't see the point in losing weight. If that makes sense. Um, Other, I mean, I know there's, I know there are health reasons. Uh, I, because I feel like uh, I can continue to live this way, and my life will just stay the same, and I'm comfortable with that. Um, if I have to force myself to eat a lot less and count my calories every day, um, and uh, all of that, then I'm putting a strain on myself just to essentially just to look better. Uh, and um, I mean. I, I wouldn't assume my girlfriend is leaving because I'm a little chunkier. I don't expect it will create some you know, great joy in my life beyond what I already have. I would just, I would look better. I'd be slimmer. Probably wouldn't snore as much, but um, I guess it's like a, uh, you know, uh, input versus output is not worth it to me, I suppose. Right, right. Okay, so so that's interesting, right? So my first thought with that is and again, this is nothing critical. Like we all, we all have our sort of you know, got to watch what you eat. This is one of these right. annoying things about life and so on. I remember, I was it Mark Wahlberg had to gain weight for a, a role, and uh, he said, uh, you know, eat whatever you want, and he said it was fun for about four hours, <laughs> and after that, it's like, oh god, right? And we all know yeah. that feeling where we've overeaten, and it's just like, Eesh, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Okay, so. Um, so the theory then, if I understand this correctly, is that if you don't understand the purpose of something, or it's not really going to materially affect your life very much, then why would you bother, right? Okay, I, I see where this you is. You see going. where I'm going, right? And, of course you do, right? And um, that makes total sense. So yeah, what are your kids doing, right? Right. Well, I don't see the right. point. Of, well, we're just going to get messy again, right? Right. And you know, it's kind of hard to uh, make the case, right? Because you're living. You're living this way, right? And no, again, regardless of, you know, whether it's right or wrong for you to lose weight, you know, it may, may not be the worst thing in the world for you. But, but as far as, you know, kids, you, you got to just do, do things even if they don't make sense to you because it's just for the best or whatever, right? But that's right. not how you're living, right? Then it's just going to no. be tougher, right? Mm -hmm. To make that case. No, that's... Uh that's completely, I mean, and it's cool how quickly you got there, right? I mean, that, I mean, well, I'm a smart guy to begin with, but I just think that's kind of neat, right? Well, that's why I called into you, Stefan, because I knew that I would get the truth from you. And it's like these days, well, no, you, this you got, you got this one. <laughs> well, no, no, but but you know, you, you can't, you can't, you can't talk to yourself and come up with the truth, right? 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 You, you need right. to you need to bounce it off of somebody else, and right. Um, it's not like anyone in my life is going to say, "Oh, well, your kids don't listen to you because." Uh, you, you, you don't do those things like people, you know, about well, the people in my life, I guess, don't, don't have those. Well, it's very rare as a whole, right? I yeah. mean, there's a reason why this show exists. So uh, hopefully it won't need to exist as much in the future, but there's a reason why it right. does at the moment. Right. 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 Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, then your kids are going to be like, cause they can see your expanding waistline and, and they would understand sort of where that comes from and what that's all about. And then they'd be like, Hmm, you know, having a little trouble following how this is, uh, uh, so super important to to do, right? You got to just do things, even if they don't make any sense, even if you don't want to. Dad indulges himself. You know, why would we need to indulge ourselves? You know, that kind of stuff, right? Right, right. And again, if and so in a way, they're trying to help you, right? I mean, again, it's this odd thing that kids do, where mm -hmm. uh, it's like, yeah, they they really do want you to uh, uh, to to make better decisions, and they they won't affirm 
the decisions that don't make any sense to them, if that makes sense. No, that that, that does make sense. Um, and do you do you know why uh, it could be the case that, or why it might be the case that your wife has gained gained weight? Um, I think I think honestly, Stefan, it's just the classic. Um, well, maybe we disagree on this, but you know, when she when we got together, of course, she was you know she was thin, and I'm not saying she's not good looking anymore, but. You know, and then once she kind of settled down, you know, just didn't worry as much about her appearance. Right, right, right. And, and would you prefer it if she had remained more slender? Uh, it kind of depends. <laughs> I mean, let's I, uh, say it didn't I, have anything to do with you being more slender or anything like that, but... No, I don't think it does. Um, I, I, I like women that are on the heavier side um you know the the double c thick right so i don't uh, i don't mind that aspect of it at right. all um so I, I don't really care i mean obviously i want her to be as healthy as possible like you know health wise but um it, that, that doesn't really bother me um yeah I, I i could go either way really right okay okay i mean again i'm no expert but as far as i understand it there i mean there are some sort of reasons health reasons why it would make sense to uh, particularly for men like that that Waste weight is pretty pretty tough from a health standpoint. That sort of oh, middle really? midsection weight, yeah, it's my sort mm -hmm. of understanding of it. That uh, as far as risk factors for weight goes, uh, for for men, it's that belly, uh, the belly hip waist stuff that's pretty mm. pretty tragic. Right. But again, that's uh, neither here nor there because you know not exactly running a nutrition show, but it just may move from something right, to look right, into right. for that sure. kind of stuff. But okay, so what do you think it would look like? If you followed your own advice, like if you uh, well, did, if you did all the stuff that you want your kids to do, what would that look like? Do you think? I would probably be a monk somewhere, <laughs> living living <laughs> yeah, like a stoic. You got some pretty strict standards for these kids, right? <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, I mean, I when you when you when you when you when you when you reflect uh, myself in, in a mirror for me, I guess in a, put it to put it that way. Um, it does seem uh, well. I'm just being a hypocrite, really. I guess ultimately, I mean to put it bluntly. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would be concerned about you know maybe going this sort of like, oh no, now I'm just a terrible person, and I, yeah. you know, like th that's just another kind of uh, punishment stuff that that isn't going to be too helpful, right? I think the the interest is is why, right? Like, why would you not empathize with your kid's desire to not do things? Because that's a human condition. The human condition is, yeah, we don't want to do stuff, man. <laughs> of course, right. Um, that's natural, right? So um, to say to your kids, well, you just got to do this stuff, you know, it's like, well, that's not how you live. That's not how I live. That's not how anyone lives. Nobody mm -hmm. does all the things that they're supposed to when they're supposed to do them, right? Like nobody. And, right. and nobody wants to, right? I mean, I'm sure when you've got a bunch of paperwork to do or whatever it is, like you're just like everyone else. It's like, yeah, fine, I'll get it done. But, you know, there's a certain amount of grumble, grumble, grumble that goes on, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, yeah, and so, right. yeah, I mean, for the kids, it's like, yeah, welcome, welcome to, you know, being a human being is a beautiful thing. But one of the things it comes with is you just don't want to do a bunch of stuff. Right. You know, the, the fortunate thing is we, you know, unlike animals, we can kind of make ourselves do these things. But, you know, it doesn't mean that it doesn't suck, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I think to empathize with kids in that way is, is pretty important. 
because okay. yeah, it does it does suck. And 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 guess what? Daddy doesn't like. How do you have authority if you make mistakes? It's one of the fundamental questions of parenting, right? How do you have right. authority? When you make mistakes, because you do, and I do, and everybody does, and nobody follows our own rules perfectly, and this, that, and the other, right? So how do you do it? That's a really big question. Because if you're going to say, well, in order to be a parent who has credibility, I have to be perfect, well, you know, that that ain't going to happen, right? Never going to happen. So, yeah, I I mean, then you're going to need some other kind of standard, right? And I think... So the real question is, and I think sort of where we, where we can get some real meat on the matter here is, okay, so given that this is everyone, why is it something that you don't want to deal with, right? Like, why is it that you, this very obvious thing, why is it so tough for you to say to your kids, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, it, it really blows to have to do this stuff. I completely understand. I'm with you 100%. Uh, and, you know, but we still got to do it, right? I, I, I don't like, I hate cleaning up. You, have you you've seen my car, right? You know, like uh, right. to just be honest, right? Yeah, there's times when I don't want to uh, clean up. There's times when it doesn't make any any sense to me at all. And so, yeah, I mean, uh, we we have to try and figure out a way to do all of this stuff that nobody wants to do, and that's a challenge in life, right? And it's a challenge that mm-hmm. I don't always work out perfectly, right? So then you're with you're with your kids. You're not ordering them around. You're you're with them, like, and you're with like an honest. You're in an honest situation. Does that sort of make sense? No, no, that does, uh, Stefan, and and um, I, and I, I do say that. Sorry, I do say to them sometimes that, you know, I don't like cleaning either, but we have to do it. Um, but I don't, uh, I, I haven't until now made that connection between uh, my own vehicle, my own space that I'm mostly responsible for. And your body. Um, yeah. Right. And right. again, this is not to, you know, again, this is, this is everyone, right? Uh, me too. Mm-hmm. You know, I love doing these right. shows. There's some times where I don't want to do these shows. I mean, I'm happy to talk today. You know, there are times you got a headache or you just don't, you don't have any energy or you just don't feel like it. And it's grumble, 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 right? right? And, you know, so when my daughter doesn't want to do something, I'll say, hey, you know, I completely understand that. I mean, uh, I, I generally will do the show because usually it helps, you know, with this kind of stuff, right? Like if my headache goes away and, you know, I got more energy uh, and I'll feel better after I do it, that kind of stuff, right? But, oh, yeah, right. there's definitely times where it's like, yeah, this, this kind of blows, right? Right. So, um, yeah, so that's the question. So the question then is to sort of talk about, you know, simple, normal human difficulties, right? Which is, yeah, I don't want to do this stuff either, man. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> um, so the reason, and, you know, you've been a listener before, you've listened for a while, so uh, we know all this stuff, right? But the reason that that's so tough to do that is because you couldn't do that with your dad, right? Right. Because your dad was like Joe... Uh, a hypocritical authority guy, right? Yeah. So because of that, uh, then you have uh, the real challenge. Uh, you can't be... Um, if you haven't processed that kind of stuff, right, then, then it's going to be tough to be really honest with your kids because that's not how your dad was with you guys. Right. And then because of that, uh, because it's tough to sort of counteract that uh, father side of you, then you're going to end up reproducing this stuff with your own kids, right? Right. And then you don't have to follow your own rules. You just have to uh, um, impose rules. And right. you'd never have to talk about whether you are or are not following them because that would be, what was that thing we had at the beginning, right? That would be rebellious. 
Right. It would be just terrible, right? Yeah, so, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, so then with your dad, right, to say, yeah, no, this is, uh, the, you know, dad was kind of hypocritical this way. And again, even the hypocrisy is part of the human condition, right? I'm not even like... I'm not trying to, you know, like, oh, your dad was like the worst guy in the known universe. It's like even wanting to impose rules and not follow them ourselves. Well, you're in Canada, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, you understand that this is a political thing that goes on and all this kind of stuff, right? So yeah. uh, even that is, is part of the human condition and, and just something that, you know, and you can say to your kids, and here's the thing, I would much rather give orders and follow them. Why? Because I'm a human being and that's what we do. <laughs> We'd much rather give <laughs> orders than follow them, right? Right. Uh, you know, like, you'd, do, you, do you prefer bossing people around or do you prefer following uh, orders? It's like, no, no, I prefer bossing people around. It's like, yeah, that's because you're a human being and that's, that's how we roll. That's what we do, right? And, right, just, and, and right. then they're, you know, making kids aware of their shadow side, so to speak, I think is pretty important. Because if you pretend like you have no shadow side, right? And the shadow side is just, you know, the things that we don't really want to admit that just kind of part of the human condition that uh, it's how we evolved and, and kind of what we need to, to struggle with as people and all that, right? Mm-hmm. So if they're not particularly aware of their uh, shadow side, right, that they, you know, all kids want to avoid homework. All kids want to avoid cleaning up. All kids want to eat crap and sneak candy. Like every, all kids want to, you know, see something that they want at the candy store. They want to just take it, right? Every single kid, that, that's without exception. Uh, right. and, and so, you know, yes, I, I am the same way and this is, you know, just part of life and it's something that we have to learn how to manage and, and all of that. And that way they won't think of themselves as bad for having just ordinary human aspects to their personalities, if that makes sense. Right. No, it does make sense. Cause they're not, they're not bad for not wanting to clean up cause you don't want to clean up any more than you're not, you know, you're not bad for wanting to drink pop and eat crap. Right, I mean that's right. that's life, right? We're going to program that way. That's how we, that's how we do things as, as human beings, right? Well, that makes so, sense. Yeah, just just tell them that. Yeah, I mean I'm the same way. I struggle with it too, and it's a real challenge. And and you know, uh, and and then then you have the challenge of you have to explain to them why they should tidy up. Right now, all the stuff which you're saying, yeah, I'm not saying I disagree with it for sure. I'm not saying I disagree with it, but um, that's not the real answer because you don't do it yourself either sometimes, right? Right. So I don't, you know, you can say very honestly, there are times when I don't have the faintest clue as to why you should clean up. And, and it's not as simple as, well, it's just good for, like, there are times when it's more efficient to not clean up. You right. know, if you're, if you're running late for work, it makes sense not to make your bed, right? Mm-hmm. So, because uh, you don't want them to just follow rules, you want them to think for themselves, right? Exactly, now, what you can yeah. do, of course, is when they can't find something, right, <laughs> then you can make the case. It's like, well, you know, if, if, if the room were tidier, but without the I told you stuff, so stuff which drives kids completely mental, just as it does everyone, right? And just say, well, you know, uh, here's an example of, you know, maybe why it might be a good idea to tidy up, because, you know, it can be tough to find stuff, right? Right. But at the same like, time, you don't necessarily want to... Um, spend your entire life cleaning up just because, you know, once every year or two, it ends up with, uh, you, you can save five minutes, right? Like, that's not, right? right? So, it's got to be somewhat rational, right? Okay. No, that's, uh, yeah. 
because following rules is not what you want to do. You don't want to just get your kids to follow rules, right? And you want to get them to think for themselves and see, you know, do these rules actually make sense? Do they follow? Because if it makes sense, right, then, then they'll do it. Uh, and, you know, again, grudgingly and sometimes annoyingly and, and, and they won't like it. And all, I understand all of that, right? But I think that way you can get them to follow rules, recognize that, yeah, everybody wants to weasel out of this stuff. Everybody wants to not uh, do this stuff for sure, right? I mean, that's just natural. Me, you, everyone, right? And then you're all just trying to deal with some of the challenges of life as a whole, which is, you know, it's not going to go away, right? The desire to not do things that you need to do, right? Uh, it's not no. going to go away. And I think if if they understand that you struggle with it, they struggle with it. And there's no magical answers. But, you know, it does kind of have to make sense. Like you can't spend your whole life just tidying up. Because some people do, right? They spend the whole life tidying up and they don't actually have any fun. They don't enjoy their lives that much at all, right? Well, that's mm -hmm. no good. At the same time, there are some people who you, you can't walk anywhere. You can't do anything because... Your place is just such a stink part of a mess that that it's no fun, right? Like then then that's right. no fun either, right? And trying to find that balance, yeah, that's that's not easy. That's not easy at all. And yeah, just working through that kind of stuff, I think that gives them. Then you have these great conversations about life and and you know what's good, what's bad, what's indifferent, what's right, what's wrong, what's a good balance, and all of that, right? You know, and, and right. say, yeah, I could eat better. But, you know, there's some people, um, they're basically hungry all the time because they just don't eat enough. And that's really tough for them, right? And we probably don't want to be that way either, right? Uh, right? So, you know, and you also, you know, human beings need to enjoy things, right? You need to have fun in life. And food is, you know, candy is more fun than vegetables. Yeah, welcome to life, right? And trying to find a way to have fun and also, you know, because it's all about balancing the now with the future, right? I mean, yeah, we want to enjoy life, but at the same time, we don't want to shorten it unnecessarily by eating just crap all the time, right? And then, hey, I enjoyed my life, but I lived 20 years less, right? That's not right. Really, Then you have 20 years less enjoyment. And so these can be great conversations. You know, if you give orders, you're not having a conversation. And these, I, I find this stuff really fascinating. Uh, personally, right? I mean, that's why I do these calls and, you know, I have these great conversations with my daughter about deferral of gratification and having fun in the now. And, you know, we've all got these crazy balances. And hey, guess what? These balances shift over the course of your life. You know, I was much more willing to, quote, waste time when I was younger. But now I'm in my 50s. It's like, yeah, you know, I kind of get that, you know, there ain't an infinity of time left. So am I going to learn how to play Elden Ring? I am not. <laughs> right? Because right. it's just too complicated. <laughs> and, and I don't have time. And, and the, you know, it's kind of a solitary activity and all that, right? Especially it's the last couple of years of my parenting and all that. So, Right. It's just, you can have all these great conversations about, yeah, you don't want to clean up. And, and you can also say, I find it annoying that you don't want to clean up, but that doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. That just means I find it annoying. And that way you're teaching them that you can have feelings and they can have feelings. And it doesn't necessarily mean that the other person is automatically wrong and bad, but they can just have their feelings, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, that all makes sense, uh, Stefan. So... Yeah, those are my uh, uh, my particular thoughts. Um, does that does that help as an approach in these kinds of conflict situations? No, it really it really does. Um, you know, and it just kind of wraps around to um, you know I'm I'm angry because um, ultimately you know I'm angry because I'm trying to get them to do things that uh, 
that I don't necessarily do myself in my own life, not not the same. Well, actions, no, but. no, that's that's an effect. Sorry to be annoying, but but you're angry because you've been given this burden of being ordered around by a hypocrite who was your father, and to confront that is difficult because you had to conform to your father when you were growing up because he was a military guy, he was aggressive, you were scared of him, so you had to conform to him. And now you've got this scar tissue called ordering kids around, which comes from your dad. And that's tough to overthrow, right? Because that means criticizing your dad, which you're not really allowed to do in your head or in your history. Right. Because your dad should have had, instead of just giving orders, have conversations. orders, Orders don't teach your kids anything other than, I'm scary. And, you know, they're just representing you. And, of course, the other thing, too, especially when you've got three kids, what's going to happen, sure, at sunrise, is that your older kids are going to start bossing around the younger kids because they want to be like dad, right? And then you spend the rest of your natural-born life trying to moderate sibling fights. Right. No fun, right? No. So, sorry, I did interrupt you, though, when you were saying about uh, ways, ways forward. Yeah, just, you know, deep breath. And, uh, and just humility, the humility of like, I struggle with this, you struggle with this, right? Um, my daughter likes to bake cookies, right? So every day I'm like walking past the cookie jar and I'm like, I really shouldn't. <laughs> and most days I succeed. I'm not saying it's 100%, but most days I succeed. And yeah, I mean, there are times when I don't want to uh, tidy up. There are times, oh, I've got to find this document, right? I'd much rather be working on my novel. It's like, well, yeah, but you can't spend your whole day working on the novel. You've got things to do like everyone else, right? So, uh, yeah, I would just say that, that humility of like, yeah, we're all in this together and, and uh, I'm not perfect, and, and, but we'll try and figure out a way that people can not drive each other too nuts about this stuff. Okay. Anything else that you wanted to, uh, to mention or ask? Um... I don't know. Maybe just if you if you have only any of your own tips for when someone and I don't expect that you're kind of the same way as me when you have these kind of anger problems. But when you get into these situations where you're, as the saying goes, seeing red, and you you feel like you're not in control anymore. You know, do what would you? Well, there's not much you have done, but it's all it's all about preparation work. Okay. Right, like it's like you know, you have these dreams where you have this exam that you haven't studied for or whatever. It's like, well, if you're in the exam that you haven't studied for, what can you do? It's like, well, you can't <laughs> much, right? So the, right. the the work on temper occurs when you're not angry. Right, you, that you can't just have a magic solution to grit your teeth when you're angry and make it stop, right? Right. It's like it's like not getting a toothache, right? How do I not get a toothache when my tooth hurts? It's like, no, no, your tooth's already hurting, but the way you would try and prevent the next one or whatever, prevent it from happening in the first place. So um, I didn't, you know, I'm sure your kids are smart and verbal and all of that, but uh, you know, certainly sit down with your girlfriend and say, you know, look, this, this uh, bossing the kids around, I mean, and, and that's not really working and sort of get her, you know, maybe she can listen to this and sort of get her up to speed on that. And the other thing mm-hmm. is, you know, sit down with your, your kids and be vulnerable, right? So, again, I don't know what you should do. If I were in your shoes, I'd sit down with my kids and say, uh, you know, I'm going to teach you a new word today. The word is hypocritical. Can you say hypocritical, right? And say, how many times a day do I tell you to tidy up? How many times do I tell you to clean up? How many times do I tell you it's important to be tidy, right? Oh, so many times, blah, blah, blah. Your kids will say all of that, right? And it can be fun, right? And then say, okay, kids, I'm going to take you on a little tour, right? I'm going to take you on a little tour. Let's go out to my car. 
Okay, now, who can tell me, like on a scale of minus 10, totally messy, plus 10, totally perfect, where would you rate my car? And, you know, can have fun with this, right? And say, look, it's, it's noticed and I got apologized because I've been nagging you guys about tidying. I haven't been super tidy myself. So I'm, I'm sorry about right. that. And I want you to remember this because it's got to be 360, 360 degrees. If I'm going to nag you about being messy, you can nag me about my car. And in this way, we can have balance. And also, how many times a day do I say, eat better, Right. And then you can grab your little man bun, your little muffin top, right? And you say, this is some physical evidence that daddy hasn't always been eating the very best. How many right. times do I... Yeah. So, you know, I, I have been giving you guys these orders like I'm somehow immune. Like I'm floating with no gravity telling you guys to be careful you don't fall down. But I'm actually falling down all the time, right? So I'm sorry for that. This is hypocritical. Now, this doesn't mean that we're just going to throw all of this stuff to the wind and eat starbursts and be neck deep in garbage, right? But it means that we're all going to struggle with this. Look, I don't like to tidy. And I don't tidy. I don't like to eat well sometimes, and I don't eat well sometimes. I'm going to work to try and improve, but I'm not going to pretend that this hasn't happened because you guys have eyes. You can see that I nag you to clean up your toys, and then you come into my dust bunny of a car. You've got eyes. You understand, right? So um, I'm sorry. This, you know, if you comes from my, my dad was really bossy and, and, you know, I guess I just thought that was the right thing to do. But, you know, boy, I'm really just looking at it. And I'm like looking around my car going, oh, my God, <laughs> who am I to tell these kids you've got to tidy things up, right? And when I, you know, and eat well when I got three days of McDonald's trash in the back seat or Tim Horton's cups in the floor of the passenger side or something. So, yeah, just have a conversation. The kids will be relieved. They'll be happy. And you will gain credibility out of that. And when you have credibility, you don't need to escalate. You don't need that kind of heavy authority. Does that, does that make any sense? No, that makes, that makes complete, uh, that makes complete uh, sense to me, um, Stefan. Yeah, uh, especially we, the we get, we get aggra- Sorry, yeah. we get aggressive when we... We generally get aggressive to overcome our own hypocrisy. Whenever I see someone being overly aggressive, I'm like, boom, hypocritical. Hypocritical. And, and, and for me, too. I, I, I struggle with this stuff, too, like, like we all do, right? So right. I, I'm not coming from any, as I say a million times, any sort of floating head guru of perfection or nonsense like that. So, yeah, I struggle with this stuff, too. Whenever I find myself getting aggressive, I'm just like, okay, what am I being hypocritical about? And then that humility, yeah, humility is like, if there's a fault in the environment, the first place I'm going to look is me. If there's a fault in the environment, the first place I'm going to look is me. It may not be the only place. It may not be the last place. It may not even be the right place. But, you know, when you lose your keys, you usually have a place where you put your keys, right? The first place you look, if you even want your keys, is there. doesn't mean that it's the only place, but it's certainly the first place, right? And, and right. so just as a whole... Um, if something's going wrong with your kids, you're getting mad and so on. Okay, well, the uh, uh, first place I'm going to look is me. And if you have the conversations and say, listen, I'm having this conversation doesn't mean I'll never be snappy again, ever. Like, it, it, there's no big magic solution, right? I'm just writing about right. this in my novel that there's, like, this woman has this big breakthrough and then she's like a, a total witch the next scene because, you know, it doesn't, it's not a straight line up, right? Um, right. So you say, listen, what should we do when I'm getting snappy? Here's my thought. We need a signal. Who can make the sound of an owl? Ooh, ooh, ooh. 
<laughs> or just some something that's just going to be too ridiculous to to in a sense be be taken too seriously right and and we all do this right because i'm sure your kids get grumpy and all that too and everyone does right so what are we going to do do we have a do we have a signal right maybe it's like a some sort of a a car honk or or whatever it's going to be sound of a cat what are we going to do right because i don't want to make you guys nervous i don't want to lecture you guys because um you know we're all i'm I'm supposed to teach you i'm not supposed to frighten you (laughs) that that was my childhood i don't want that to be your childhood too right? right so um but yeah i think i think the the work comes when you're not mad and knowing that you will get mad because you know what happens is in general and certainly for me i'm like oh i've had this breakthrough great this problem is gone (laughs) spoiler the problem is not gone (laughs) right Right. kind of chased it away with this big blinding insight but it hasn't gone and so then i'm like i get just get tripped up again right and uh so yeah just recognize that it's it's going to take a while it's going to have humility and just you constantly stay in conversations with your kids so if you start to get annoyed say you know, for the fault with myself, am I being hypocritical? And it may be, of course, that your kids are doing something really annoying. That can happen, right? In which case, you've got to be honest with your kids, right? A lot of mm-hmm. parents hide their feelings from the kids and then tell their kids not to lie. It's like, uh, hello? <laughs> no, no, that's not, that's not how it is. They say, kids, you know, this, I'm really getting annoyed. I'm not saying it's anything to do with, you know, I'm not saying you're doing anything wrong. I'm just telling you I'm getting, I'm getting annoyed, right? Right. And that kind of honesty teaches them that their feelings are things to talk about, not to act out. That you can talk right. about your feelings without them becoming physics commandments for everyone else to obey, right? So all of that stuff, I think, gives them really good skills as a whole and I think will really help. Um, the, t- the temper then won't be, I think, nearly, nearly as bad, if that makes sense. No, it does make sense. Right. Okay. All right. Would you keep me posted about how things are going? For sure, Stefan. Yes, I really, I really appreciate the time uh, that you spent with me today. It's just kind of flown by, <laughs> crazy. It's well, been like a, two and a half hours. But a, it's my absolute pleasure, and B, uh, I just want to end this like super congratulations, like mad props. I'm so glad that we talked six years ago. I'm so glad that you stayed together with your girlfriend, and I'm so glad that your kids are incredibly lucky to have an aware and curious and open to feedback parent like yourself and like holy crap what an incredible thing to do for your kids to break a cycle and man just mad props and, and respect for what you're doing it's, uh, it's a beautiful thing to see and uh that to, this to me is like really manly stuff i'm just i'm talking to a man I was, if it was a woman it'd be different right but this is real you know masculinity and, and manly stuff and taking care of business and doing the right thing and like it's just massive Massively heroic, and I, I hope that you, um, I hope you take great pride, legitimate pride, in what you're doing for your family. It's a beautiful thing to see. Thank you, Stefan. I appreciate that. You're very welcome. All right, we'll keep you posted, and uh, all the best, man. Thanks for the call. Yeah, bye. Thanks again. Bye. bye.